When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stop going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast is versatile as a taco. <laughs> what color is it? <laughs> oh, oh, oh no no i mean just mean the burrito t- t- baby <laughs> not a pink taco no i didn't i didn't oh no i'm mike johnson although you can do a lot with never mind i'm kyle Getz. <laughs> we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today we're going to talk about fantasies that, 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 that. what's that i don't know oh. that's the, sweet, that's the sweet fantasy noise fantasy. i can't do it oh oh i thought maybe i should just wrap the full thing of uh ludicrous Mm-hmm. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna move from the I bed down to the down to the down to the to the floor, and I wanna ah ah. You make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta no no no. no what's your fantasy? I'm gonna leave. <laughs> you live here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm moving. <laughs> this place is tainted now. Okay, but first, but first, uh, I want to thank Patreon members, uh, Joey. Uh, <laughs> that's a weird last name yeah, how do you is. spell it that is, it's spelled a n <laughs> and then just uh, squiggles uh and now that's not it i'm so sorry joey thank you joey and now sakes and now sakes yeah we'll go with that um okay. and also thank you to otterbox otterbox did it did it box i know you like this otterbox um yeah yeah yeah, um, who's the one that uh, did his hundred words about his just Arm. for fans, <laughs> fans only, just for fans? Please, just. no fans, please. What, <laughs> whatever it, it is, um, just and, for fans and only fans. Oh, are they both a thing? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Yes, they are. Hi, Matterbox. <laughs> How you living? Hey, girl. Um, yeah. All right. So, oh, if you want to, if you're interested in Patreon and more content and episodes and other shit. Uh, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Great. I'll take you there. Okay. News? Yeah. Let's do some news. <laughs> what was that reflection period? I, I don't know. Are you worried that once we get through the news, then we'll have to talk about fantasies? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know we pick these ourselves. Do you, really, know, do you know, know that? Okay. I know. Okay. Just, I know. Just wanted to check if you... I know. This, remembered like, how this works? Yeah. The podcast is often an exercise in self-hazing. <laughs> which i don't really know why we do that because uh, well i'm masochistic i don't know why you're doing it um you just don't like yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't all right i'm into sadism you're doing this to to get at me yeah oh it's working okay great uh so the news news first first uh, yesterday so october 26th so you know last saturday on the day that this comes out yeah was do you ever think about how like someone listening to this in a year like will be like it's summer and they're like it's not though anymore yeah so it's like october 26th and it's like we're in 2019 just in case if you wanted to know given the number of people that go back and listen to our whole catalog because yeah. they are masochists yes it's <laughs> really interesting hello all the back catalog people welcome to <laughs> you are now in october 2019 yeah great great uh october 26th Sorry. <laughs> We missed it, but it was 
Asexuality Awareness Week. Intersex Awareness Fuck. Day. I was okay. <laughs> I had got the word awareness right. <laughs> <laughs> it really worked on me. Um, and it's really interesting. I just thought we'd talk briefly about this one specific intersex person, but intersexuality in general. Um, it is an umbrella term that encompasses those who are born with sex characteristics outside of the binary female and male definitions. So, especially biologically, they are ambiguous when, mm -hmm. when born. Which, intersex, if, if people are super against non-binary or any of those things that they probably just don't understand intersex is like the easy to me go-to of like you cannot argue that people are born intersex there is there are people that exist outside of the male female binary or at least like genital genitally speaking yeah. um like and then once you can understand that then i think that opens up a world of gender possibilities it's a slippery slope kyle yes that's true <laughs> and soon you'll be fucking lions and tigers eating. and bears oh my. <laughs> oh my well bears might be okay uh so maddie rose who uses they them pronouns wrote about their experience growing up with mayor rakatansky kuster hauser syndrome mrkh oh in Teen Vogue. People with MRKH are born with two X chromosomes. So like genetically they would look female, but um, but it usually, but this, the condition uh, which is on other chromosomes causes the vagina and uterus to be underdeveloped or absent. Hmm. So one of the goals of Intersex Awareness Day is to end quote unquote corrective surgeries on mm. the genitals of intersex children and babies. Yeah. Um, the surgeries are often medically unnecessary and can cause long lasting harm. And the, the goal I think is just maybe let the kid figure out what they want to do with their own junk when yeah. they're older. Yeah. Maybe. And I've heard these stories about, um, parents trying to i think it's because the parents also think that it has to be this binary or they'll or the child will grow up fucked up but it actually fucks them up more to just pretend like they're a boy or pretend like they're a girl like i've heard these stories about like kids like they don't get it and it's weird and and they don't understand their gender and it's like later they figure this out and they're like oh well that makes sense so it's just like it's not for the kid it's for the parents to make themselves feel better yep yep absolutely well so maddie underwent surgery when they were older and able to consent but wrote, quote, it's not enough to be told a surgery isn't medically necessary if the implication is that it's socially, sexually, and biologically important to be quote-unquote fixed. Hmm. Uh, they had surgery at the age of 17 to create a vagina. Oh, so Maddie didn't have any corrective surgery like that? Until 17. Until 17, got it. Um, they had surgery at 17 to create a vagina and wrote, quote, I was confidently told I wouldn't be able to have sex, at least not until I fixed the problem. Hmm through vaginal dilation or surgery um and but the but they said the idea that they would not be able to have sex was based on the assumption that they were definitely a girl and that sex was when the penis goes inside the vagina mm -hmm. um uh saying that only penetrative sex is real sex ignores the alternative kinds of sex people have been having forever you got a mouth then you got a hole <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fantasies sorry people born without mouths um <laughs> i don't know we won't hear from them <laughs> yes oh it's gonna be a long episode kids strap in um strap on strap in strap up pull yourself up by your boot your jock straps yep 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 <laughs> okay i don't know what it's I'm going to drink more wine. Uh, quote, if I'd known at the time that both sex and bodies can look like so many varied, wonderful things, would I have still made the decision I did? 
Um, what I don't remember is at any point prior to the surgery being told I didn't really need it. Mm. So, um, she said, uh, she, whoop, I fucked it up. They said the medical community needs to have better conversations about sex in all its various forms and the knowledge that genitals don't equate to maleness or femaleness. Intersex people require freedom from the social demands of what sex, bodies, and gender should look like so that our bodies can be sculpted by us and us alone. Hmm. Uh, intersex Awareness Today has been around since 2004 and it's totally fixed everything. Yep. <laughs> Good news, intersex <laughs> people. We're aware. We celebrate you. And then we move on because everything's fine. Next. Yeah. Um, so there is a show called The AM Show, and it is a... Oddly enough, it's at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in New Zealand, and... Oh, because midnight is AM for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were... How do I want to do this? So Ryan Bridge is a host that comes and fills in from time to time. And uh, they were talking about collector's items. And this exchange happened. Collection that you'd like to share with us. Feedback at theamshow.co.nz plus the poll. What is your collection? You've been very coy on this yourself. Well, I don't have ex-boyfriends. I don't have a collection. <laughs> Just ex-boyfriends. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but he, I don't he, have ex-boyfriends. Well, no. So so uh, there's there's two dudes and a, and a chick. And uh, uh, Ryan Bridge is the man that was speaking at the beginning. He says, uh, you know, we're talking about collections, blah, blah, blah. The woman asks, what's your collection? You've been really coy about this. The other dude whose name is Ryan, or who is Mark Richardson, pops in and says ex-boyfriends. Like, you collect oh, ex-boyfriends. Oh, uh, did he out him on the air? He is not out. <gasps> thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you, Mark. Um, I, I don't have... I don't have a collection. Um, oh, shit, Vid. I don't have a... <laughs> um, yes, it's true, I'm gay. There we go, it's out there. Look, I just want to say, if you caught this what later. we said before on the show, um, uh, <laughs> um, it's not something I've tried to hide. It's not. It's something that all my friends and family have known about for a very long time. Um the reason I haven't chosen to share it with you at home, with um, listeners on my radio show, is just that, I don't know, it's not that interesting really, is it? And <laughs> it's sort of just my private business and my life and not something that I have necessarily tried to hide, but it's just not something that I've I've really bothered or, or cared to, to share with the world, with you at home, but it's out there, so uh, that is that. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is thank you very much to the people who've been getting in touch in the last few minutes. It's quite heartening. Um, yeah. Um, also, I wanted to say that Mark didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> it wasn't like uh, uh, he was being mean or he was trying to um, get me to say something I didn't want to say. It wasn't. It was an innocent, honest mistake. In so. um, three years of of doing this job, this is um, as bad as I've ever felt. Uh, I, I say a lot of stuff on this show, um, and, and and I mean it. And uh, some of it walks the line. And I just want to say I'm sorry because because I, I know how you feel about this. Um, 
it's because obviously I love you so much as a person that it, it just mm. this sort of stuff means absolutely nothing to me as it does with with anyone else. It's not an issue, and and just me being a smartass trying to poke fun at you for the for a comedic moment on the show uh, has led to this, and I, I'm dreadfully sorry. Anyway, how about that for awkward? Wow, I have so <laughs> many feelings. <laughs> yeah, your mouth was open like the whole time. <laughs> I like the idea of. This just unplanned, someone accidentally outs you, and then you're like, oh, fuck. Live on the air. And then you can hear in his voice, like, this, I did not plan this. I'm nervous. Like, his voice kind of, like, wavered a little bit. Like, oh, like that feeling of, like, I was lucky enough that I got to choose when I came out. Wait, you're gay? Oh hey everybody! I, and I I also have a collection of ex boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't imagine. So great! Welcome. We're we're happy to have you. I mean, we already had you. Welcome to you and your hot New Zealand accent. Mm-hmm. Last man. Well, maybe one of my fantasies is getting fucked by a New Zealand accent. Like not the person, just the accent. Oh, like in dick form. I don't know exactly what I mean quite yet. <laughs> Let's explore it together on this episode. Great. There's a fantasy for you. Okay. <laughs> Last but not least, Jeff Goldblum's brother Lee recently passed away, and he was gay. And uh, I don't know. I assume Jeff waited for his brother to die before um, uh, going through all of this. But apparently he said that when his brother Lee came out, uh, his dad hit it from the family and put him in conversion therapy. Oh, fuck. And um, so, quote, uh, sorry, the Jurassic Park star said that his father, Harold, had a, quote, traditional masculine sense of himself, which he found hard to reconcile with having a gay son. Hmm. Uh, He said, my dad was, without knowing why, conspicuously cruel to Lee at times. Mm -hmm. Um, But when, when Harold found out that Lee was gay, he kept it a secret from the rest of the family and sent him to therapy. Quote, he didn't tell the rest of us, sent him to a therapist in order to fix him. It was all secret, and that's not so nourishing. He uh, said his brother suffered from troubles of one kind or another throughout his life, including physical ailments, being overweight, pharmaceutical abuse, self-medication issues, found it hard to settle on a career, studying at medical school before joining the army and then becoming a taxi driver. And uh, Goldblum said, quote, for the last couple of decades of his life, he had returned to live with our parents. Hmm. Um Uh, I mean, this and the story about intersex is like, it is, and it's a good reminder to all of us, like, you as a gay, lesbian, trans, bisexual, intersex person, you are not the problem. It's everyone around you that is the problem. Like, it's sometimes important to remember that, like, there was nothing wrong with him. The dad was like, how does this affect me and my life and how people view me? And it's like, it's not about you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not about you. Stop Mm-mm. fucking up your kids. Yeah. Fuckers. Fuckers. Your bullshit is bullshit. Ah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, but apparently, apparently Jeff is like trying to be a super good ally. He was spotted at Southern Decadence uh, on mm. a balcony, weathering, we- wearing both leopard and zebra print, shaking his hips and pointing as a crowd of men below him go wild on video. Wow. <laughs> Would you bang Jeff Goldblum? Um, I would for sure bang Jeff Goldblum from the fly. 125%. I don't know that. Wait, do you want him to be in fly form? 
<laughs> oh, like halfway what through stage? the stage, halfway through the transformation. This is like, what is that the part where he barfs on his own food? <laughs> <laughs> Hot. Um, what is that? The shape of water, where it's like this is your version of that. You just want to fuck a half fly, half Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jeff, Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis were in the fly, where he is like a like a scientist, a mad scientist, and he makes this program to like he basically invents a Star Trek transporter. But um, when he uses it for the first time, he, of course, experiments on himself yeah. and a fly flies into the chamber with him. Mm. So then they get combined by the computer when they finish transporting. Mm-hmm. Brundlefly. Yeah, yeah, he becomes the Brundlefly. Um, I've never seen it. Yeah, he slowly over time turns into a, a fly person. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> fly person? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Gene da- Gina Davis gives birth to a maggot baby. It's pretty great. You know, huh. It's a dream. It's a nightmare. Anyway, okay, great. Wow, did you just spoil that movie? Yep. Okay, cool. that's the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's been out for like 40 years. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's definitely past the statute of limitations for sure. Um, do you want to talk about fantasies? Let's talk about fantasies. I just realized you're editing this episode, so I don't have control over this entire situation, Ooh. which I just got real nervous about. Right. Um, okay, fantasies. What? I Okay. What does that even mean, Kyle? What does it mean? Um, you know what? Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy is a really good <laughs> series of video games. Uh-huh. And I, it, it used to really piss me off as a kid because every time they would come out with a new one, I'd be like, I thought it was the Final Fantasy. <gasps> okay. <laughs> okay. This is how I felt about Destiny's Child. <laughs> because if you call yourself Destiny's Child, if Destiny brought these people together, why would you change members? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it, it I love just... it so much. <laughs> anyway, um, great. Okay, for fantasies, I, I, you occupy this weird space to me where me, Mike Johnson. Yes, you this person. specifically. Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready for whatever you say. Then <laughs> tell us about your fantasies about Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's later in the episode. <laughs> that someone's gonna force that, thrust that upon us. Um, uh, you both talk about how vanilla you are yeah. in sex but at the same time you have these fantasies that involve giganticism and littleism and multiple peni and whatever you know like it, it's just such an interesting dichotomy to me yeah i mean maybe that's why i'm vanilla because i'm hiding from all this other stuff is i mean or maybe that's why i have all of this other stuff because i haven't explored my sex life at all i'm hmm. just super vanilla who knows? Whom knows, Kyle? Whom, whom knows? <laughs> not I. Yeah. Not me. I was trying to do the wrong one, but then I forgot. Um, how, what is your, okay, do, I mean, is your interpretation of this that you haven't explored your sex life, so you go to those extremes? Well, so, oh, God. You're not going to talk about you at all. This what, is what, why are no. we talking about me? This is horseshit. Because... Um, <laughs> I was not prepared for this line of questioning this early in I the know, episode, Kyle. Like, thank you so this much. This is not a segment. This I is really just general <laughs> chitter-chatter. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I think as a deeply closeted, very confused boy starting to go through puberty, you get very interested in how people's bodies are changing and not having feelings about it, even though you do have feelings about it and you know, but at the same time, you know, you don't. And yeah. it's all this big confusing clusterfuck of brain shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think that that I think that definitely has fucked up my like ability to express myself sexually, and some part of my brain ha- ha- got really um, hung up on 
not the sex parts of sex, but the only parts that were actually visible to me, which were like how bodies were changing. Hmm. And um, my, because, because as we'll talk about in, in one of my segments, a, a lot of my like tastes for erotic fiction are this sort of magical or science fiction, like changes to people's bodies. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that's all just related to growing up super closeted. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I think it is shit. I think it's, uh, the host of the podcast off the cuff, uh, who's also a podcast in the sexuality section like us. And, uh, he talked to Andrew Gerza uh, or, and I think he also talks about his podcast about how he has, he had like a heart attack at a young age. Okay. And now he has like a lot of fantasies, sexual fantasies about death. And oh. so it's so, oh. yeah, it's so interesting that like, but I think you're saying something similar of it. Can, there's a something that started it and it connects back to that thing. It's like a dream, like a dream represents something that's happening in there. There's, a, you know, it's not necessarily that you're flying around in a spaceship with Thomas Edison. Like you're, there's some, what's the, the root cause of that? And, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, that actually leads nicely into, can I do my first segment? Do you have data about this shit? Is that what you're going to do? N- uh, not right now. Okay, great. Great. Go not ahead. yet. Continue. Uh, thank you. Uh, you may proceed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I posted in our Facebook group. Oh yeah. Because I was those fuckers, those dirty, dirty <laughs> birds. <laughs> um, I posted asking people, I said, we were going to talk about fantasies. <laughs> I want a segment. I didn't have to do a lot of work for, yeah. um, cut that up no i don't know um why i don't know <laughs> i worked very hard for this podcast I mean, it's true <laughs> <laughs> um and so people, I, people like it when they see how fragile broken we are oh god i mean that's the takeaway from this entire endeavor right um so i post in the facebook group please tell me about your fantasies and i'll pick a few that i really like and so people commented people uh sent me private messages on facebook and I want to tell you my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just right off the bat, I had John Stamos's baby in a fantasy <laughs> once. <laughs> yes. I was not expecting that. At like you know, I have ideas of what people might say. Does this person identify as female? No. Uh, Andrew Gerza actually posted that. Oh. In our Facebook group, who is the host of Disability After Dark, who we've been on his, he's been on ours. So Mpreg is totally a whole genre of erotic fiction. Is um, it from your butt? I do not read those, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, you stumble upon them. Butt babies. Yeah, I mean, like it is from your butt yeah Ero- okay. erotic fiction is this like cesspool of like you really got to swim through a bunch of turds to find the, the <laughs> shit that you want <laughs> swimming through so much turd to find the shit i like it's like the gross version of needle in a haystack um <laughs> but yeah yeah male pregnancy is a is a is a whole oh. sub sub genre oh my god they love danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger yes <laughs> no, uh, uh junior remember junior isn't arnold, that the, the one i'm talking about I don't think Danny DeVito. Oh was no, in that. That, was that was like was something twins. twins. Yeah, you've conflated two movies yet again. Yeah, <laughs> that's surprising. Um, 
Okay, another one. This uh, kind of speaks to you, Mike. Uh, the main impossible one is having the ability to... Oh, because they were asking, like, do you mean real or fake? And it was just like, whatever. Um, so this is the impossible one. The main impossible one is having the ability to divide myself into progressively smaller and stretchier copies of myself all the way down to me, the... All the way down to me, the original size of my cock. So it's now like the uh, mm-hmm. cock sized. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of us banging each other or all able to pleasure the ones we're with. And when we're done, all of the copies of me come back together and I keep all the memories of each one, thus able to have all the best experiences at once. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. The, to, like that. I Yeah. Th- there are just things I've yeah, never so thought like, of. So like, like, uh, like twinning is a whole subgenre also and um is this what the date someone you look like or fucking your twin twincest like like making making copies of yourself oh, of some oh. kind and having having sex with them and then there's also transformation uh erotic fiction which involves things like becoming smaller and smaller and or and or stretchier yeah um so I haven't quite heard that combination of it's those a, factors, yeah. but like no, nothing you said surprises me oh, as something man. that's I, out there. I mm. see. I, yeah, this is where I'm the vanilla one in terms of like these, I, I've just never delved into the world of things that are not, are like physically impossible. I wonder, okay, this is something that m- m- there might be data about. I doubt it though. Hey, researchers get on this shit. <laughs> I did not have the internet as a teenager. Hmm. I wonder if any of this you don't identify with because you're younger and had porn. Yeah. Like you didn't have to have a rich fantasy life with random weird shit happening in your head because you had fucking actual images of dudes fucking. Yeah. 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 I think, and it's like, I also think that's why I'm not into, I haven't thought about this until now. Like I'm not into like the erotic fiction thing because it's like, well, why don't I just watch something? Yeah. But I do wonder about um, being able, like having easy access to all these different kinds of porn. I feel for myself that like that makes me more and more like I'll keep wanting something more and more taboo or extreme. And it, I don't know. I don't know how that affects me, but I, I think I really think it does. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. Probably Maybe bad. it just is. I don't know. I always think everything's bad. Um, the next one. <laughs> That's my fantasy. <laughs> Wait, that everything's bad. Everything's bad. Yeah. Oh my god! Good thing you're living your fantasy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm someone. Did someone talk about how mean we are to each other, or was that you? No, someone talked about how predictable we are. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How predictable we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, er- earlier in the episode already, I was saying yep, 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 and I was oh, like, oh, that motherfucker shit. said I said yeah. yep, yep, yep all the time. He's right. Fuck you. If you want to. <laughs> understand at a very intimate level all of your tics and weird shit you say do a podcast yeah for <laughs> so, sure and be the one that edits so fun for sure okay another one uh i think my life has come to the point where my fantasy is a guy who sticks around longer than three days <laughs> lol yeah i know who that was i yeah i th- there were a couple people that were like my fantasy is a long-term relationship or, and which is you know i wanted to leave it open-ended but it's very interesting shut up dance not everyone has fantasies about a dragon with 10 dicks fucking you at the same time 
<laughs> to be fair, that sounds much more like a Mike fantasy. Than <laughs> that's very fantasy. that's very true. That I was... disagree. I disagree. Oh. The part about ten. The dragon is Mike. The ten is Dan. I mean, Mike is fixated on the number ten. We no, all know that. I, uh, yeah, because they don't exist. Inches. Okay. Dan. Oh, right, right, right. I actually, I think that creature sex would be way more up your alley. I'm not. I am not into very much. There are exceptions to every rule that I'm going to say today, but <laughs> I, for the most part, I'm not into creature fiction at all. I could That's see fair. you being into that, like, 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 like Shape of Water. I could see you mm. wanting to bang that fish, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And uh, if you listeners are into any sort of creature sex, um, you should uh, check out the Patreon segment that we'll be recording later. God, wow. This is why we brought you on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Way to plug our shit. Thanks, Dan. Um, the last one that I'll read. Speaking is... of plugging shit. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you're going to say. But this one. I don't know. Um, my wildest fantasy. Come... Oh, this is from Mark Trappigan, who is on our episode. Our, one of our popular episodes called something. Uh, not age. It was uh, late bloomers. Late bloomers. Thanks. Great. It's not about underwear. Okay. <laughs> arrived after you expected them okay my my wildest fantasy comes from my teenage years when i first went deep into the closet i used to fantasize i could morph into a sexy girl at will so i could get hot classmate guys uh, to have sex with me thought it was the only way it could ever happen yeah which that's very relatable to me when you grow up and this is something i've like only in the last couple years like wrestled with of like when i grew up i wanted to have a vagina i wanted to be a girl and that's made me almost think about like either non-binary or trans or like i'm like what i think it's mainly about i want dudes to fuck me and like they're more likely to fuck me if i'm a girl and i sometimes watch straight porn and think i would be such a slutty slutty girl it'd be so hot but yeah yeah here, the here's a, another of the many revelations you're going to get today on on today's oh, episode. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, uh, turning into a girl and getting fucked by my fraternity brothers. Mm, super, all super of duper them, into right? that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the hot ones. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, not you. You shouldn't even be here. You. Um. So thanks everyone for sharing all your things. If you want to join and read more of the responses go to facebook.com slash cage podcast it's our facebook group is that our facebook group no that's our page facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast how do i not know that yet okay that's me what do you got great well um we've already sort of talked about some of it but i mostly wanted to go through the very uncomfortable exercise of talking about <laughs> where i go to read my erotic fiction so that if people oh. are interested they can go and do that themselves interesting yeah so, i yeah i, I actually have not thought about it i would just have to search google for like weird erotic fiction <laughs> like i didn't yeah so way 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 back in the day i actually got introduced to erotic fiction on usenet do you know what usenet is nope it i would love to be useneted i'm sure <laughs> yeah. used with a net no yeah I don't know. netted and then used sure yeah okay yeah. wear fishnet stockings <laughs> oh. um so usenet was this um it, it was like the internet before the internet was really the internet like the the world wide web and having like a a, a a graphical representation of a web page mm -hmm. happened after you could go online and you could look information up mm. but it was in this massive 
hierarchy of different groups where people could post like basically post emails but then respond to each other in a public forum kind of way it's like solely text-based all text-based well well, there were later you could add images but it it was like this i mean the internet was still cooling at this point it was pretty it was pretty (laughs) archaic Mm -hmm. and um most most of it was text-based anyway there was a whole usenet group subgroup called alt.sex and then you would do dot and then a whole bunch of things underneath of it that would be different forms of people talking about different sex things mm-hmm. and that's where i discovered erotic fiction uh was in these these usenet groups this was you know the mid 90s so then when i got to college in 96 i had actual internet access in my room mm-hmm. eastern eastern had ethernet available for everybody in the dormitories and so that was my first like foray into full-on explore what you want to in the privacy of your own place figure out your roommate's schedule so you know when you can yeah yeah exactly right he had early morning classes and it was wonderful anyway okay so reverend don if you're listening write me reverend yeah my roommate my first roommate in college his name is don and he was a uh, ordained minister of the universal life church back before like people were actually doing that again the internet was pretty new mm-hmm. um so, like, I thought that was fucking hilarious. I called him <laughs> Reverend Don oh. everywhere we went. Anyway, so the Usenet group slowly morphed into this page that still exists. It's been around for 25 years now, uh, nifty.org. And that is a cornucopia of queer erotic fiction. It's There's gay, there's lesbian, there's trans, there's bi um, erotic fiction. And it's... Yeah, Dan? Were you saying a thing? I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're fine. No, I'm not you're trying good. to interrupt. I was just going to find a spot. Oh, okay. I have to prepare for that by pushing the button. Oh, okay, great. But <laughs> That's right, because sometimes you talk before you unmute, and you're like, metal of so- talking. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So Nifty says that it's the Nifty Erotic Stories Archive, nifty.org, and it was est- it says it was established in 1992. Wow. And um, if people looked on that, did you ever post anything? Could they potentially find... No. Oh. But Dan has? Dan has. Wow. What I was going to say is I earned a scout badge by posting a story to Nifty. Ooh. The first one I submitted got rejected because it uh, included things that are too controversial for Nifty. Yeah. 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 Um, Like what? So so here's the thing. Choking until blacked out. Yeah. Oh. What's wrong? Okay. Right. Exactly. What's wrong with that? (laughs) So it, there's um choking until Britney Spears blackout album comes out. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh Nifty says there it, it's over 264,000 stories by over 15,000 authors. Wow. And although at that rate there's some like so on average what everyone does like over 100 stories? Wait. 15,000. Oh no, 10 stories. Okay, never mind more than that between 10 and 20 yeah yeah. okay never mind Mm. well as i'll talk about in the next website uh there are some very very prolific writers there's a guy named brian ramirez kyle that i'll talk about later that's his pen name anyway i don't Mm. know he probably not his real name Mm. but he was a a huge contributor to nifty and then ended up starting his own site Mm. that we'll talk about next anyway so if you go into the gay male stories section it's erotic fiction but not all of it is in this space that we're talking about of like 
weird morphing and morphing and transformation yeah. and, and and age progression and and all those crazy crazy things but um nifty uh ha under the gay male section and actually under the bi section and the lesbian section i'm just making sure that it's actually in all of them in all of them except for the trans section there is a science fiction and fantasy sub category is that your jam and that's where a lot of my jam can be found um so nifty.org slash nifty slash gay slash sf dash fantasy is the is the landing for that and it's just it goes yeah it's really really interesting because i can literally go to towards the bottom of it and find stories that i remember reading as a freshman hmm. sophomore in college a bajillion years ago do you ever run into porn that you jerked off to like when you were younger and it's uh, hot in it's so pixelated and gross it's unwatchable <laughs> <laughs> i there's like at least a couple videos that i remember being super into and like as an adult all of a sudden running into and i was like oh my god memories <laughs> you shed a little tear yes <laughs> yes this might as well be cats because i've got memories <laughs> well so that's nifty if you want to if you want to go down a k-hole of why do i keep saying that lately i don't know and i thought you were being literal and i got confused and i d was just like had to be like you okay you're like mm. i just needed to know yeah yeah this is an intervention great i want to tell you about how your choices have impacted me <laughs> okay. we all have letters prepared and dr phil will come in this moment to take you away <laughs> if you agree but like a hot sexy dr phil with four dicks right yep yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're all gonna morph into each other and it'll be fun but... great <laughs> and if you want to know how to find my nifty story Hmm. I'll tell you on Patreon. Oh, shit. You got to pay for that access. Mm -hmm. I'm premium, bitch. <laughs> so the Venn diagram of stories is actually, there's a lot of overlap. But my biggest go-to, and I check it every week, they up, it updates every other, every other Saturday, is metabods.com. And it is specifically a lot of the weird fucking shit <laughs> that I've been talking about. Um, in fact, it appears, I go there often enough that if I just open up a new edge window, uh, it is listed in the tiles of like our <laughs> my most like, gone to Did things. you want to go to so, Google or yeah. Gmail or, or Metabods? Or Metabods. I'll read the introduction here. Metabods caters to a specific segment of the erotic spectrum. Erotic fantasies about and among men with enhanced and augmented bodies. The fantastically endowed, the impossibly muscled, the transformed, the multi-limbed, the denizens of metabods are men born of a special kind of fantasy. Celebrating over 20 years of unusual men and the men who love them, metabods is for adults only. New stories every other Saturday, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> I, as, as into <laughs> muscles and arms as yeah. I am, if it is too far i'm not into it so it's this is this is all very interesting to me of like why am i into what i am why are you into what you are like i just don't i don't necessarily understand it and yeah yeah well and like oh am i ready to talk about this so like the the thing that makes me think that this is about repressed homosexuality during puberty is uh for for me is that a lot even today a lot of my 
like erotic fiction that I find really hot is about growth. Mm-hmm. Penises getting bigger, muscles getting bigger, people getting taller. Those uh, any kind of combination of those things that is it's likely I'm going to be into that kind mm-hmm. of a story, and um, that's that's what makes me think that it's it's about it's about growing Puberty up and, and being like super into bodies but like not being able to be into them yeah. and um plus i was really young for my grade i was like oh, yeah, a year younger than everybody so everybody started earlier than i did mm. do do you ever watch cartoon porn no i mean i have i because have. i like what i imagine is like this is the only way to depict visually depict the things that are impossible yeah and i felt very i watch a lot of porn like a weird porn or porn that's like out there or whatever but i feel really guilty about the cartoon not guilty but like uncomfortable with the cartoon porn like that feels it's almost like a a a whole different like i don't know i feel like uncomfortable the fact that when i watch that it's like if i'm like feeling particularly nasty that like i do that there's an uncanny valley effect there too right like they don't look like right people. and they do, but they're and, clearly cartoons they're right like and i've seen the like you know they're they're like kind of 3d ish but like yeah it's not about it's not about it looking real it's about the fantasy of it yeah. and it's interesting because i just i one of them i saw that i wasn't into was these two dudes that kept getting buffer and buffer and buffer unreasonably buff and then they started growing bigger and bigger and like and then i was like yeah which you would think like a giant jacked dude like yeah, yeah, that yeah. should be but it's not and it's more anyway well and there are a lot weird. of people there are a lot of people out there in this sort of sort of zone that aren't authors at all they create visual content that's in this space and it doesn't really do much for me at all hmm. but a very common thing there is morphs they call them morphs and it's like gifs of a normal looking jacked dude that they then like slowly inflate parts mm. of his body and t- yeah some people are really good at it like it looks sort of natural but it's yeah. not it's not they're not moving it's just that the image is morphing in front of your eyes yeah. in in like a gif format yeah uh, it, there's so much of that online it's got to be a pretty large segment of the population that is the in, remake of that. animorphs <laughs> coming <laughs> soon to cps um boytar.net used to exist uh i haven't been able to find where it went or if it's even still around but really nifty and metabods are my two Hmm. go-to so nifty.org and metabods.com um and just to be clear i don't know i'm being a weirdo Hmm? i'm not into all of it i just want that to be clear Oh, you don't want people to go there and be like oh mike loves this crazy shit yeah 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 they're like it's it's very it's very targeted and um even the stuff that I think I'm going to be into, I'm not always into, but like I am into some weird shit and that's where I go to find it. Yeah. Um, it's also, I think, uh, interesting to note that different sites and different authors have different ideas about what is and isn't okay. <laughs> so there are lots of stories where the kids are in high school, but they're all 18. Wink, wink. And oh. it, sa- it says, it <laughs> yeah. says, it says at the beginning, like a disclaimer, like all of, all of the people in this story are, portrayed by actors that are 18 and over I'm like okay what why why did you have to say that like it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah. but but there are there are some there are some um places where this kind of stuff is distributed where they have strict policies against nothing under 18 yeah nothing non-consensual nothing uh incest based in some cases like there, there's different places have different ideas about what is and isn't acceptable 
I, I would say that that uh, uh, Nifty is more restrictive than Metabods, but even Metabods, there's stuff that you won't be able to find on there, and most of it's relatively safe, although kinky. Hmm. That's interesting that I, I have the struggle. I was trying to actually, this is not the data I have, but I do have data, um, about like, is it okay or is it healthy or whatever to have some of those fantasies about rape or incest or under 18, like uh, some of those things. Like those stories, right? Like nobody's actually 14. Like right. I, as far as I'm concerned, well, go ahead and read that all you want to and jerk off in your room. Great. Well, nobody's that, getting hurt. And that's the question though, to me is like, does that normalize it to you and then turn you like, make you more likely to act on it or studies say no. Oh, really? I have not. I didn't see those, which I'm glad you said that because that's it's I, the same argument as the violent video games are going to make people shoot up their school. Also not true. Okay. I I get that. Also, I think people are different, though. For So for some people, I think video games may make them more violent. Like, I don't uh, on average, I think people generally think that's more of an influence that like you're not. Yes, you're not going to play video games and then shoot up your school. But I think for some people that it might actually be true that... Do you think or you know? Think. I do not know. Yeah. I think people are very smart and they know the difference between reality and fantasy. Mm -hmm. And there's perfectly healthy outlets for that kind of energy that don't bleed into reality because we're smart enough to know the difference. Unless mm -hmm. we have something really wrong with this, like psychosis. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That would, I, I would love that if... Yeah, like because then it makes like things like incest rape, like all those things like yes please fantasize i mean not please but like yes fantasize about those all you want let's help you do that and then you never have to act on them cool you get to do that whatever and then you're done great um so can i tell you about the data i do have please do okay this is about common and uncommon fantasies and i found this on webmd and the research is by lead researcher christian c joyle uh, published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, and it was a collaboration between, it was a Canadian, a uh, collaboration between the University du Quebec à Trois-Villes and the <laughs> <laughs> Philippe Pinel Institute of Montreal, Canada. Oh, oh please stop. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. That's it. Please don't write in. I don't care. Okay. Uh, they, um, they uh, gave a survey to 1,500 participants. 85% were heterosexual. 4% were homosexual. The rest are bisexual. Um, and so they categorized, they gave people this like list of fantasies and said, categorize on a scale of one to seven how interested you are in this fantasy. And then they took all of those answers and said, if less than 2.3% of participants share that fantasy, that means it's rare. Okay. If 16% of people share that or less. That is unusual. Okay. It's, wait, you seem to. It just like it, picture a room of a hundred people. It's not that many people. Like you've been in many, many rooms with that many people in it. And it's not, They've it's all not, fucked me. It's <laughs> fantasies. No. Uh, I any of our gay bars on a Saturday night, th there's like close to yeah. that many people in there. Yeah. Three of them, two or three of them, I would not call that rare. Like to me, rare would be you might find somebody, maybe. Hmm. Anyway, I mean, just go two ahead, or go three ahead. out of a hundred. That that seems pretty rare to me. Mm. It's like less than there are gay people in the world. It's like less than there are trans people in the world. It's less. Yeah, we're than... not special. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> Didn't 
Noah's going to feel depressed for that reason. Um, it is common <laughs> if it's shared by more than 50% of people. Um, right. So those are kind of like what they break it down. The only two, there are only two rare fantasies, which rare was under 3%. Under Vor. 3%. Vor? Yeah, that's, uh, I'm just guessing. I don't, I should, no, I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, Vor is a sexual fantasy uh, erotic fiction about eating somebody or being eaten by somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that, I shouldn't do that or I'll nope, turn you on too much. That noise that noise probably made somebody come. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, only two rare fantasies. That is not one of them. Uh, also, it had to be on this list that they gave them, which they looked at modern, like they looked at modern attractions and, and shit. Why are you giving me that pursed lip face? That seems problematic. Why? Be oh, you want it to be a write-in or an essay? <laughs> It'd be like if they asked you, do you want to bang chicks, hot chicks, or dogs? And like, mm. and then like the, no, the one that you want is not on the list. And no, then they well, would say... Okay. To be fair, it is, do you want to bang chicks? One to seven. How much do you want to bang them? Okay. Do you want to bang dogs? One to seven. How much do you want to bang them? So yeah, we don't know if there's other things they didn't have on the list, but at least we know what they did have on the list and what's rare and common. So... So shut up and listen. My point is that the most common fantasy might not have been on their list. Maybe. Because but scientists... Also, you... Because they don't know about Vor? Yeah. I, like, that's not... I can... I don't need a study to say that is uncommon. At you least don't. You I, can't. I will. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Okay. Here's the sentence I've been trying to say for five minutes. Great. Only two fantasies are rare. Meaning less than 2.3% of people had these. And they are sex with a child under 12 oh. <laughs> and sex with an animal. Okay. So those are very rare fantasies. You got, you got a, a just, solid I'm, case of scrunchy face. Yeah, I don't like it. It's fine. <laughs> um, so things that were unusual, meaning 16% or less okay. uh, for men. Then they started breaking out men and women. So for men, unusual fantasies are uh, peeing on a partner, being peed on, having sex with two other men, having sex with more than three men. I don't know why they divided those out. Anyway, um, and for women, unusual, 16% or less people had these fantasies. For women, it was peeing on a partner, getting peed on, uh, cross-dressing, being forced to have sex, abusing an intoxicated person having sex with a well they called it prostitute uh, having sex with a sex worker um and having sex with a small breasted woman okay mm. huh is that just a febophilia uh what is having sex with a small breasted woman because she looks less developed and therefore childish childlike um but okay not an adult We've talked about this on many on a couple different occasions, but one of them was uh, it was Australia that banned porn with small-breasted women. Yeah, which is like <laughs> if you want to do porn in Australia, your tits better be big enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that silicone, ladies. <laughs> no, but like that's really shitty to like to small-breasted women. Like they can't help if they're. I get what you're saying though. It's, it's mm -hmm. a. It, it, are they trying to find people that look young enough that I don't know? Ask ask those women. Um, <laughs> uh, but something that they did say is uh, the idea that men. There's this idea out there that men want have 
sexual fantasies is about being the aggressor, being the sadist, um, dominating people. And women have fantasies about being the masochist, being the passive person. And like, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like there's a different study that was just like, these stereotypes are not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, that that's, even though it's like far more sexual than we're used to talking about in society, it is that idea that women are the passive person and men are the, the active person or men are the aggressors and women are the receivers. Like it's, it's just these stupid ideas of sexuality that we've like, it's just so stupid that we can't talk about this stuff that we've made. It, 16% of people fantasize about getting peed on. Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. enough people that like, why do we think it's so rare and right, uncommon right, and right. gross? And you know, it's just like, anyway, um, uh, the, one of the differences though, according to the data, women were less likely than men to want to live out their fantasy. Okay. That's interesting. Like, what does that say? Like, what do you think that says? I mean, I think, one one argument could be that men are used to getting what they want. That's true. Oh well, I or I think this is in the same vein. Actually, I was going to say something like men are are allowed to pursue sexual fantasies. Yeah. Like, the, you know, everyone is like, yeah, every dude wants to have a threesome with two chicks. Like, and they're allowed to pursue that. You yeah. know, versus a woman think of the same the exact same thing for a woman a woman wanting to like have a threesome with two dudes mm-hmm. i mean women are called slutty for anything but like that oh you're slutty you want to get fucked by two like you know i just i think women are not allowed by our society to want to live out their fantasies yeah interesting what, what? okay um what a sexy sad episode <laughs> um <laughs> last thing i'll say because I got to get into the gay shit. Uh, one third of women fantasized about homosexual activities, despite the fact that only 19% consider themselves bi or gay. Okay. Interesting. You don't. You said interesting. <laughs> but. You... Well, okay. So w- one, one thing I'm unclear about is fantasizing. Does that mean like just casually thought about like a daydream or is that like hardcore I'm jacking off now because I fantasized in one sense of that word about a lot of things that mm-hmm. are not sexually gratifying or interesting I have no intention oh, like of doing almost intrusive thoughts well it's not about whether you want to do it or not yeah I think it, I, I I don't know for sure but I think this is more along the lines of I'm sexually interested and excited and yeah maybe I'll jerk off or like put my toe in my pussy i don't know how women jerk off <laughs> like but <laughs> you know but like yeah actively sexually interested in this thing okay um that's my interpretation okay so that was one third of women fantasize about lesbian shit what do you think the number is for men 90 percent of them considered themselves to be heterosexual so what percentage of the men do you think uh fantasize about gay or had gay fantasies 40 <laughs> <laughs> Percent or yeah, number? Percent. Oh, <laughs> 40 of the people. Um, it was one quarter. 25. So less than you said. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you, people would assume that men having sexual fantasies with other men, one, makes them gay, and two, it would be a tiny, it would be one of the rare ones, not one of the 
un, it's unusual. Oh no. I mean, it's not not gay, but <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah. Anyway, it, it's it's just more likely than I think people allow for, and people wouldn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's the data. A lot of this is shit you don't talk about in mixed company, right? Like no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, which which is something I so let's tell. Tens of people on the internet on their podcast. <laughs> hey, 40 dudes that love this. <laughs> um, uh, I, I just looked up the, the study that you used and uh, saw a clarifying statement that uh, spoke to something Mike asked about. There was a final question in the questionnaire that was an open question allowing additional fantasies to be entered. Oh, great. So it wasn't completely closed like preset list. And then some poor fucking intern had to de-dupe those. <laughs> yeah. The world needs interns. <laughs> Um, that's the numbers. Great. Fantasies by the numbers. Great. Paint by numbers. I don't want to have a whole thing about this, but I did want to say I was thinking about this, this like story that I read the other day that like was really, really interesting that I've read multiple times over the years because it's been out there for a long time, but it's about this guy who wakes up and realizes that he suddenly has the ability to swap penises with people. <laughs> and so then like, it's long and involved and it talks about like the ethics of this and, and hmm. like, like what, what it would be like, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, basically he gives all of his friends giant dicks because he goes to the mall and like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, okay, okay. That was a weird connection of <laughs> obviously at the mall you swap dicks, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, okay. I have long said that dudes that jerk off are gay because you're jerking <laughs> off a penis until it orgasms. Sure. Uh, which is i know it's stupid but i think it's funny but like but if you have a different dick on your own body like i i feel like straight dudes would be like yeah i'd love to play with that dick it like the story addresses that too because like he wants to he like tells his friends that he has this power and they're like yeah i totally would love an upgrade mm -hmm. right so then like he talks to his friend who's like well i want to i want to see it and take a test drive before you put that on my body and so like oh. he, like so so like dude has somebody else's dick that he stole and mm -hmm. he's about to give to his friend and his friend jerks him off but it's not gay the character's not gay he yeah. just like wants to inspect the goods before he swaps his penis out for it okay something i read in one of the studies or articles or something <laughs> Dan, what's that look what's, Dan? what's happening so many so many ideas <laughs> Oh my and god! Like, oddly, the first was like, "What if you accidentally swapped with a dick that had herpes?" Oh, <laughs> wow! Okay, not where I went in my head, but whatever. Um, and yes, uh, dick and balls, and apparently some of the plumbing on the inside too, because it would affect like how much they could come oh. and like the level of sensation was different, and whether they were circumcised or not. Like hmm. the very first thing I thought of, which is even weirder, probably is like if I took. If I took a dick that was considerably bigger than mine, yeah. would I have extra skin and would they suddenly have like a weird like wound around their dick because there's not enough skin because suddenly they have a smaller dick and they, the hole left over from their bigger dick. So you're thinking sense. of the medical implications <laughs> of swapping dicks. You might yeah. be bringing too much logic into this I have a dick swapping. Degree, you know? yeah. Let's yeah. apply it somewhere. <laughs> In this particular incarnation of this fantasy, there were no residual issues other than having different genitals Franken's does Frankenstein have a dick <laughs> yes he has a dick well how do you you sound so confident 
because he was going to make a Frankenstein's bride and like they were going to they were going to like they were going to bang and have like, But Frankenstein yeah. was made as well, but like from pieces. They so can make up Frankenstein's. And Frankenstein had a dick. Some poor cadaver's dick ended up on Frankenstein for yeah. sure. At least one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By the way, multiple dicks is not a thing that I'm into. I just want that to be on the record. And if you are, that's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> I I I feel like maybe we should have said at the beginning like none of what I've I feel like I've gotten better at saying I am into that or not. Mm-hmm. I my goal is not to place judgment on what other people are into, and that's a change, like for me, because I've had things that I'm like, ew, gross. You're gross for liking that, and I and I've changed that approach and said, okay, uh, you do what you want as long as it's consensual and blah blah blah. But I'm not into it. Yep. So I, I want to make it clear, like, do what you want, do. You know, just but just be cool about it. Just be cool with people. <laughs> Are you ready? Nope. 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 <laughs> That's the end of the episode, everybody. Nothing else is happening. <laughs> Goodbye. Is it time? It's time. All right. So <sighs> the, we've, for most of the month of September, had a write in your Mike and Kyle slash fiction, and we would pick our favorite one. It's like a slash slash fiction contest. Yep. And what the fuck is going on? Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay. And uh, we had a very complicated selection process. <laughs> there was a multi-point set of criteria. There was a scale. There was um, there were it was an international panel of judges. <laughs> <laughs> including Christian C. Joyle from Université de Quebec Trois-Rivières and Pénélope of Institut de Montréal. Thank you for being one of our judges. Also, Liam Neeson just surprisingly was there. The winner, the winner <laughs> was Joe in Dallas. Joe in Dallas. Oh, Joe Dallas. Yeah. Now, Joe, I know that you're going to listen. At least I hope you do. And you need to know that I had to adapt what you wrote so that it would work for the podcast. Which means I translated it into radio drama format, and so it's not going to match word for word with what you wrote, but okay. it's 95% the same. Okay. With some things changed to make, you know, tenses so are changed, can, and, and mm. so it can like be audio. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I will say, so you've read this. Dan, did you read this? <laughs> totally. No, oh no, no you no. get no I haven't read but, any I've only read uh the one I'm going to be reading later on the Patreon segment. That's patreon.com. So, um <laughs> yeah, uh, and I uh, this was your thing I was very uncomfortable with this from the get and so I like scanned this but I I I don't I have not read this so Okay, so Liam Neeson didn't want me to. Brilliantly Joe chose to have us start with an episode of the podcast. It, yes. So that was the coolest thing of like writing this in the style of us doing an episode. So yeah. So here here we go. Here it's it's we time go. for Masturbate Theater. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't like that. Um okay, here we go. Oh. Okay. I'm not ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Physically, mentally, I don't know what I Okay, hold on. So it starts with the music. I'm right? gonna play the music. Play, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Oh, wait, I should also explain this. Hmm? I have cast a narrator because a narrator <laughs> is necessary. Mm-hmm. The narrator is 
a website that lets you type in text and it will <laughs> then create audio based on it. And I have selected Emma, who is British female number four on this website. And she's going to do sure. a lot of the heavy lifting here. Great. So there's a lot of things that would be very uncomfortable to say. She's going to say for us. Thanks, Emma. But also we get a fourth voice because yeah. we need one because Dan has lines. <laughs> Dan's part of this. It's interesting you picked a woman's voice. Oh, it, the reason why is because my roommate was watching Stranger Than Fiction the other day and I heard Emma Thompson narrate... Um, uh, that's who it, it Will was, Ferrell's right? life. Will Ferrell's life. But yeah. wasn't it Emma Thompson? I think so, yeah, yeah. It, narrating Will Ferrell's life and I was like, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so... That's that's how we how I selected her. Great. Okay, here we go. It's Gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the show that has a safe word and it's too hard to pronounce with a ball gag in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about aphrodisiacs. We're planning to take a bunch of these over-the-counter aphrodisiacs to find out once and for all if any of these work for real, real, not for play, play. <laughs> Dan, our resident pusher, has procured a few of these proposed stimulants to see if any of these will work on Kyle and me, and he is way too excited about this. Of course I am. I want to see if the special one I bought at Mr. S. Leather is real or bullshit. Okay, I brought data. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> a study by Doctors West and Crimekin um, said, <laughs> "Good job." Said, said nothing important and contradicted themselves <laughs> repeatedly. Fuck those guys. More than 95% of over-the-counter aphrodisiacs have ingredients not approved by the FDA for the use it was intended and will only take your money and give you a headache. Fuck those guys. Well, I've brought a few things from the 7-Eleven guaranteed to get you hard and last all night and a new product I got from Sources. I'll just say sources. You took took the first two immediately or individually an hour ago, so the effects should have kicked in already. Kyle... You took the horny goatweed humper. And Mike, you had the Spanish fly XXX. Stand up and let's see if there were any effects. Both hosts stand up and look down at their laps. Kyle, in his super tight shorts, would have been easily spotted having wood if the pill had worked. But nothing. Mike, wearing his sweatpants, sported his usual bulge, but nothing screaming full hard on. Do you guys feel anything? Awkward that I stared at Mike's junk for any period of time. Likewise, and fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> okay, I have a friend who gave me his go-to supplement for when he wants to have a weekend of just straight fucking. He calls it Satyricon. Dan holds open his palm. In it is a violin, three pills. Dan hands each host a pill and goes to get three glasses of water. When he returns... Both Kyle and Mike smile at Dan, but are not holding the pills. Guys, what happened to the pills I gave you? I had rosé here, so I swallowed them down. I took all of mine with a beer. Guys, my buddy takes a whole pill. He said to tell you two to take half to start. Too late. They're gone, and it's going to work about as well as the other pills, so we can finish this shit show on that note. Dan eyes the boys cautiously. He shrugs and pops half of a pill in his mouth. He walks over to Kyle with the vial. My bud says take one strong popper hit of this after you've taken the pill and wait. Kyle sniffs, and then Dan gives Mike a sniff before he does one himself. Kyle sinks into his chair. Holy fuck. That's some good shit. Why is it so hot? Are you hot? 
Are you both burning up? Mike looks over from his chair, flushed from his hit from the vial, and agrees. Yeah, it is a little warm in here. And look, Boner! Kyle glances. Boner? I hardly knew her. Fuck, that was a horrible pun. Dan, punch me in the nads the next time I say something that bad. Wait, am I sitting on the chair? I feel like my butt isn't right. Dan is lying on his back in happy baby pose. Oh yeah, he said tops and bottoms feel the effect a little differently. Tops get raging hard-ons that won't quit. Bottoms feel like nothing is big enough in their butts. <laughs> and verse guys, well, it's a mixed bag. Does anyone have a big dildo lying around? Dan starts unzipping his shorts and both hands disappear down the front. What the fuck are you doing, Dan? You can't just jack off in my living room. One hand comes out of the front of Dan's shorts, goes into his mouth, then down the back of his shorts. Who says I'm jacking off? I'm serious, Mike. If you don't come up with a dildo, butt plug, or something, you're going to get introduced to my butt the quick and easy way. Hey, where's Kyle? <sighs> what? I'm not doing anything. Why are your shorts in the floor, Kyle? What is on your chair? Oh my god, you brought an overnight bag with you? You have lube and toys? Gimme! Kyle pushes his chair back, suddenly brandishing a pair of handcuffs. You can ugh, back the fuck up, Dan. Don't make me cuff your hands where you can't reach anything. A few moments pass by, as Kyle has a change of heart about sharing his toys. Hold on, guys. We can all share all of the things, but are we really going to do this? I mean, are we all okay with what clearly is about to go down? Mike and Dan look at each other. The effects of the pill make Mike's boner super sensitive to the feel of the fabric rubbing against it. Dan's hole begins to feel like a void that needs to be filled with everything. Both begin to strip off their clothes. I, I consent, consent, motherfucker! Mike's pale, gym-toned body is made striking by the impressive wood that springs up in front of him as his sweats come off. Under the light in the living room, his massive, smooth cock looks ready to do incredible damage. He advances on Kyle still sitting on the chair. Mike grabs him by the back of his neck and pulls his head forward. I found the perfect way to shut you up. Open your fucking mouth and suck my dick. Kyle's talented mouth wraps around the Mike's thick cock. Kyle takes every inch down his throat. Yeah, take this big dick. Lick that shaft. Daddy likes. Mike starts fucking Kyle's mouth with abandon as Kyle's hole continues to be violated by his dildo. What about me? I want to play too. Dan kicks his shorts off, exposing his tight, furry ass. Mike reaches down to grab Kyle's overnight bag and reaches inside. Out comes a tube of spunk lube and a second dildo. Kyle, after we wake up from this haze, we're going to have to talk about your party bag. Don't you worry about my bag, sir. Think about which one of you is going to fuck my butt. <laughs> right now, I vote you, but that could change after Dan gets a boner. Kyle returns to sucking Mike's raging hard-on while Mike positions Dan on the dining room table so that his ass is facing him and he is able to loop him up. Dan reaches back and spreads his ass open so Mike can effectively spread lube around his hole. Mike carefully fingers lube around his pink puckered entry until it offers little resistance to each finger sliding in. Dan gathers lube up and slicks up the thick black dildo about to invade his hole. Mike reaches under Dan and gives his hardened cock a couple of strokes before grabbing the dildo from him and rubbing the tip around his ass lips. You ready? Yes, sir. Mike slowly drives the dildo in Dan's ass. It's like 
every nerve ending in my hole is alive and the sensitivity turned up to 11. Fuck! That feels good. Give it all to me, Mike. I want to feel the balls slap my ass. Mike pulls the slick cock back out and this time does not stop until he only sees the balls against Dan's ass. Dan grips the edge of the table. Mike tries to pull the dildo out, but Dan's hole has a superhuman grip on it and Mike finds himself in a tug of war with Dan and this dildo. Loosen up that hole, fucker, or you'll wish you had. Ow! You want this toy? Do you? Tell me how much you want it. Sir, fuck me with that toy. I need you to pound my ass with that toy and make my ass yours tonight. That's what I want to hear. Mike returns the dildo balls deep in Dan's velvety hole. He begins driving it back and forth, in and out of his quivering ass, reveling in each pleasurable noise from Dan's throat. Kyle, why don't you let him suck your dick while I work on his ass? Because you're not the boss of me, and I... Mike grabs the dildo from Dan's ass with one hand, Kyle's throat with the other, then bitch slaps each cheek with the end of the dildo. You were saying? I said I'm gonna feed Dan my cock until you tell me what to do next, sir. That's what I thought you said. Get the fuck over there, I want him full on both ends. Let's take this party to the bedroom. We can get comfortable and Dan will last longer. Kyle gets up and leads the way to the bedroom, followed by Dan trying to expel the foreign invader in his ass. Mike grabs the dildo by the base, drives it deeply into Dan's sore hole, then grabs Dan by the chain around his neck and growls in his ear. No one told you to go in there empty. No, Dan. I want this to stay in that pink hole as you walk into my bedroom, dildo grinding into your <gasps> prostate, and your cock at attention. Mike, this butch trade side of you is shockingly arousing, sir. Yeah, you better show me some respect, bitch. I'm the alpha up in this bitch. In the bedroom, Kyle is naked on his back, hairy chest glistening, stroking his long, thick cock. Kyle motions Dan over to the bed with his cock, his legs spread wide to invite Dan in. Dan looks to Mike for permission, then crawls up on the bed to begin sucking Kyle's cock, starting with sucking his toes, licking his calves, then nibbling on his inner thigh. Dan finishes the journey by sucking on his balls, lovingly taking each one into his mouth rolling it around on his tongue, then licking the sack. Mike grabs the dildo in Dan's firm ass and begins a rhythmic pumping action, drilling the dildo in deep enough to curl Dan's toes, then twisting it on the drive out to make him whimper and reach back to hold his ass open for more. Mike keeps this up until it seems that Dan is going to squirt, then stops to watch Dan working on Kyle's cock. How's it feel to find a way to keep Dan from correcting you, Kyle? I haven't given him any reason to correct me since we started this. Let's test it out. It is absolutely fine to cite a study on a podcast without acknowledging the source or the scholar who published the article. Dan's mouth, which has been working magic on Kyle's rigid cock, comes to a stop. He looks up, irritated, and takes his mouth off Kyle's glistening dick. Kyle, shut your dirty whore mouth. Facts are facts, but I put up with a lot of your fucking mistakes because I like you. Maybe this is the drugs talking, but tonight you get to be my bitch mm. and you might learn a little something. Start taking notes. Dan is lean, but wiry and fit as fuck. Kyle is surprised when Dan grabs the belt from Mike's robe, quickly flips Kyle onto his stomach, and ties Kyle's hands behind his back. Kyle's furry round butt is lifted up and on display. This is how you pound an ass. Dan smacks Kyle's ass and spits on his puckered starfish before standing on the bed, straddling his horny host. Do it, man! Fuck my stupid butthole. Dan, 
already worked up by Mike's foreplay, slicks up his long beauty of a cock and drives it deep enough that he feels Kyle's second hole open up. Dan's hips rise and fall to his own rhythm. Dan grabs Kyle's throat, cutting off his air supply. Mike's briefly thinks Kyle's bucking might be him struggling to get free. But as Mike approaches he sees Kyle's cock erupting volley after volley of spooge on the bed. Sight. Each. Source. Motherfucker. Kyle and Dan melt into the bed as Dan continues to plow Kyle's hole. Mike watches Dan's hungry ass continue its metered rise and fall. Mike slicks up his massive cock, and moves in behind Dan, filling him up with his manhood. This pushes Dan finally over the edge and he begins backing up onto Mike's stick. Dan bites down on his forearm as he comes over and over inside Kyle's spent ass. Dan collapses onto Kyle's broad back under Mike. Mike, who had lasted like a porn star to this point, reaches his tipping point by feeling the kung fu grip of Dan's ass as he came. It feels so damned good that Mike nearly passes out from the orgasm as it feels like wave after wave of his money shot continues to fill Dan's accommodating boy pussy. Before long, all three curl up naked on the bed and drift off to sleep. As dawn arrives, the three awaken to the scene of sexual destruction in disbelief at the state of Mike's home. Apparently, in the middle of the night, they continued to have a sexual smorgasbord in other areas of the house. Um, are you tired? I'm tired, but are you as bone tired as I feel? And where did I get this bruise on my thigh? Dan flips through his phone. Um, it might have been when Kyle was fucking you on the balcony? When did I what to who in what inappropriate place? Well, at least I know now why my butt is so sore. Dan holds his phone up showing the boys a picture of himself looking back over his shoulder giving a two thumbs up sign, both dildos deep in his ass. Where. The. Fuck. Is that roofie you gave us? As much fun as last night was, it's obvious that it can't happen again and we can't responsibly tell our listeners about any of this. And will somebody figure out what the fuck is making that dinging sound? Um, guys, I think the listeners know because they became viewers last night. I think we put our sex sexcapades on Chatterbait last night when we woke up. We have a couple thousand views and about $4,000 in tips. Fuck my life. My boss is going to see this. My ex-wife. My mom. It looks like it was set to private viewers that we invited over the course of the night. It can't be recorded. Worst case scenario, we could be hired by a porn producer for all of our talents. Yay, I'm going to be internet famous. What are we going to do? How are we going to live? Why do I have maple syrup on my dick? <laughs> Never. A question to ask at 8.37 a.m. We'll be fine. No sense in worrying about shit that hasn't happened yet. I'm feeling too good this morning to worry. I'll fix us some breakfast and you two boys go clean yourselves off. Looks like most of the day will be spent cleaning house and putting Mike's apartment back together again. Oh, and guys, should I get more of my friend's sex aid? I mean, now that you're aware of how much you truly can take and how much is too much. Yes, yes please. please. Mike and Kyle jump into the shower, ready to face whatever today may bring. So I have a correction. Oh, God. <laughs> How can you, you can, that's it, literally impossible in fiction. Uh, yeah, my dick is not long. I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like second hole long. It's not second hole long. No, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's first hole at best. But so sorry. I am everybody. also not uh, 
wiry and fit as fuck. But damn, I wish I was. <laughs> and oddly, Joe's seen me in nothing but a jock strap, I think. So, yeah, yeah that was very, very kind of him. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you, How do you Joe. feel, Kyle? Not great. I don't. <laughs> What's the opposite of thank you? I don't know about you. But I feel Fuck you. I feel sweaty. I feel. Some of that was very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't like. I don't know why. Why did. Why did we do this? <laughs> no, I'm serious. What do, does the was there was there a purpose behind this, or or was this just to make Kyle feel uncomfortable? It was my terrible idea. It's, I think it's fantastic. What I part of what I was thinking is like, why am I so uncomfortable by this? I like I understand the reality of like you and I are not into each other. We will not be doing anything. Like we're ne- like I I that is definitive, definite. Like, but so why does this make me feel uncomfortable? So next weekend, we're going to be in Palm Springs mm-hmm. and we're going to a mm-hmm. clothing optional resort with Davey Wavy. Yeah. And I have really, I think, I think my discomfort, my, like my, my anxiety about that is rooted in the same thing, which is sexualizing you or the, the danger of sexualizing you is is uncomfortable what's the difference between me talking about crazy sex stuff i've done on this podcast and you seeing it because you kind of like you know all the sex shit that i'm into that's true um maybe i'm not there (laughs) (laughs) the big difference is mike has rarely been present (laughs) no but i but i mean i get i get the like literally i get the difference but like why I don't know. Me neither. And, and I think it's interesting. Me too. And, and I'm glad we're talking hey, about it. Hey, <laughs> listeners, let us know what you think. I, I, part of it for me is not about you necessarily. It's about talking about and exposing. Like I, I when I talk to people on Scruff and Grinder, like that stuff that I'm saying to them is not stuff. I, I get that I talk about lots of crazy stuff, but it's in the, like the context of like I'm making a joke or like or hey we're like talking about weird sex stuff and everything's cool but like to like to have these messages where i'm like i want you to choke me and do like to like expose that part that uh, to me there are two different worlds and two different things that i don't want interacting so part of this not about you but it's just like this is very specific sexual fantasy descriptions and me talking about it in a way that makes me uncomfortable the other part is with you and i don't know why that is but i mean i i also think like i have two brothers i would not i would feel the same way with them like there's a there's a there's a line there like i I, and i I do think that that's what that's about like for whatever reason Hmm. you're like at at brother level in my yeah oh my thoughts and feelings and whatever that was and uncomfortably like, adorable fuck you kyle <laughs> <laughs> not literally not literally no 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 yeah no i agree like i i i feel like i could or i have like watched things about incest or, or twins fucking or like things like that but when it comes to like i have an older brother yeah who i like objectively i th- i think he's attractive i think he's super sweet like I, i'm so surprised it makes you uncomfortable and can confirm yeah, oh yeah yeah because yeah um but it, it's just but what like when it comes to the reality of it i was the, like th- yeah that is I, it feels gross it feels weird like even though I've, I've not all fantasies 
translate into I really want something to happen or or even that when it's me personally like I will watch twins fucking but I would like yeah yeah I don't know it's yeah it's very weird yeah hmm. yeah well thank you for that uncomfortable exercise everybody <gasps> oh boy thanks thank you Mike for the screwdriver that you made me <laughs> should we take a break yeah you want to you know, swallow <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that today <laughs> No, it is because no one has asked me. That has never been a question. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. I have a fantasy about what we're going to do on the break. Is it you do no work and just listen to Dan? Yep. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Oh, are we back? (laughs) Of course. What do you think we do next? We're back. We're back. Uh, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first. Wait, but first, but first. Oh, son of a we, bitch, Kyle. No. Good. We um did an interview with NPR recently. I know, that was weird. Uh, WNYC, the New York NPR, um, us to talk about coming out uh, right after National Coming Out Day. Yeah. It was very cool. Um, it's the, they have a podcast too of the live recording uh, called All of It. So if you want to hear us, you can just listen to our 15 minute segment. Uh, check that out if you want to. Yeah, I was real nervous because we weren't supposed to cut. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. <laughs> and they knew they were like, "I know you're podcasters, so hey, <laughs> FYI, multiple warnings about getting our as, shit together." As we should. I think that's fair. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, but but regular first. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. Uh, our our social media is at gauge podcast slash gauge podcast we're on uh facebook twitter instagram youtube your mom's face we're on your mom's face <laughs> just ask her <laughs> our hotline you can send us voicemails nope you can leave us voicemails or send us text messages hmm. it's 5855 gayish that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply and our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail.com but wait but wait there's more we have new email addresses oh shit Everybody i was gonna re- know we have new email okay addresses. you you told me this and i immediately forgot yep. okay it is gmail at gayishpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you want to email us, you can send it to gayishpodcast at gmail.com or gmail at gayishpodcast.com. <laughs> we also have Mike at gayishpodcast.com, Dan at gayishpodcast.com, and Kyle at gayishpodcast.com. And fucking Dan at Gash Podcast. Oh, they both, wait. They, they both work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I so just many, think it's more fun. Yeah. You have so many options, everyone, to email <laughs> us. Pick one. Just randomly type letters and numbers, and it'll probably and come to yeah, us. Yeah, we'll probably get it. Uh, yeah. And we are... Are we soliciting questions for our 150th episode? I mean, sure. Okay. So uh, we every 50 episodes, we do a QA. and uh, And this time, we're doing a little bit differently. Uh, we are asking for questions that you will just send to dan not to us which is one of the reasons so there's dan or fucking dan at gayspodcast.com send your questions to him and mike and i are going to try to answer them for each other so uh so your subject line should include 150 which is what the episode number will be and that'll help me sort those out of the myriad other <laughs> i don't get any emails uh but just in case uh put 150 in the subject line and uh that'll that'll filter it for me and uh send me questions for kyle about mike and questions for mike about kyle um so that you think maybe they don't know about each other or that i mean 
Kyle's gonna lose because Kyle doesn't have a memory. But um, he was I in thought a I did. Accident as a child. <laughs> it was called being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, get those in. Um, it's uh, like the newlywed game, kind of. It's like Mike and Kyle head to head, which is a different slash fiction yeah. altogether. Oh God, okay. <laughs> and yeah. it, we got about four, four. Uh, how many? We have like five weeks. Five weeks. We're one forty-five. So, oh wait, one forty-three. Oh, we're at one forty-seven weeks. We've got some time. Oh wait, so, yeah. we're recording. We'll be plugging the weeks. shit for so, a while. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just get them in. Get Just your trivia questions in. Do it now. Why not? We'll 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 describe this more concisely in future episodes <laughs> will we or is this just cool okay uh too bad we got drunk to get through the slash yeah fiction. we need it it was required that's yeah that's i'm not crying you're crying okay, <laughs> i'm yeah. not drunk you're drunk oh um, also huh? while i'm thinking about it sure there were some runner-up entries and we're to, for the oh, slash fiction yeah, yeah. thing and we're gonna post those on patreon yes so if you are a patreon member go check them out um we're gonna post our favorite runners up is runners up a, like attorneys general? Yes. Runners up. Okay, cool. I mean, you can't say runner ups. That's you, you, yeah. Runner ups. Okay. Uh, Gay since greatest. Uh, you were drinking beer, so I'll go first. Okay, great. Uh, the my plan worked. Okay, that's smart. <laughs> uh, the gayest thing about me, um, I was flying this weekend and I like sat down on the bench to like put my shoes on and all that shit, and I. Tr I, the way I sat was like my legs were together. I was holding like uh, my phone on my lap. It's just like I just realized my natural way of sitting. I was like, oh, this feels very gay. And it reminded <laughs> me of there was this post um, that was like there are two different chairs, one for men and one for women. The women one has a kind of like peg in the middle to make them spread their legs because men tend to do that men sit down and spread out mm. and women tend to sit delicately small like make themselves smaller so it forces women to open up their legs more take up more space and it forces there's another chair that forces men like it forces your legs in so they can't take up space mm. and i very much relate to the women when i i i'm so large and especially at airports and airplanes that i feel i need to take up less space and so i'm like very compact and small so I, I like felt that woman chair thing of like i'm sitting very small and tight do you ever cross your legs the lady way and then notice that you're doing it or is that just me yeah sometimes i cross yeah. my legs the lady way and i'm like oh my balls kind of hurt but i'm gonna do it anyway yeah i they never I, they're not that in the way for me <laughs> Have really big balls wow <laughs> is that true yeah go ahead wow <laughs> things i didn't want to know for 500 <laughs> like could i they're not like big fatty big <laughs> can i get both of them in my mouth at the same time do you think oh unlikely. i don't know Unlikely. i mean i can fit almost my whole fist in my mouth open oh, your yeah. mouth real wide yeah, and yeah. let's no. <laughs> oh, god. oh god good for you oh okay well now you're just fisting yourself <laughs> good for you okay my <laughs> great my straightest thing is uh, I was with a bunch of friends, so I watched the WSU game. Mm. Um, Washington State Cougars. Yeah, go Cougs. Not I Wichita guess. State or Weber State or any of the other WSUs in the universe. Oh, are there, are there Washington real? State University yeah. Cougars. Yes. Um, and so the game ended. The Cougs lost. Sad, I guess. And 
And, and then I had to pee. I was at a restaurant. I had to pee and walking in the bathroom of a bunch of sad football fans. Like the, there's like there are TVs in the bathroom because you're a dude. So you can't get a, like you can't stop watching the game for two seconds. Well, and then like, you don't have to look at other guys dicks. You you sh <laughs> Well, you should. I guess you probably shouldn't. Like it's just like the mood in there was both somber and straight. So that's my strangest thing. What about you? I feel like those boys might have need some blowjobs to cheer them up boy when I, every time i asked <laughs> they, <laughs> I got, they ran away uh so the strangest thing about me this week is that my dad is thinking about buying a car he's gonna buy a, a chevy blazer which is like a like a sport utility vehicle kind of a thing <laughs> and the last like three phone calls suv <laughs> yeah, quite okay but they're just so straight mm. like I, it's like we were talking about four-wheel drive and <laughs> like the different kinds of towing packages that are available on this thing and like the engine and it's is it going to be a four or six cylinder like just oh my god do you have opinions about all that i do oh, wow. that's the straightest thing wow. about me so well i was like dad why would you get a blazer that didn't have four-wheel drive what the fuck is wrong with you He's like, well, because I already have two other four-wheel drives, and I don't. Do I need another one? It's more expensive. I'm like, yeah, but it's only like a thousand dollars more expensive. Fucking do it. If you don't need it, don't use it. But at least have it. Anyway, okay, great. Uh, sure. <laughs> the gayest thing about me this week is uh, I came home from work on Wednesday, which is a day that my housekeeper comes, and uh, my vibrator was <gasps> placed strategically on a shelf where I did not put it because she found it and well, put it there. Where was it? It was like... Um, where was it when she found it or yes, where did no, no, she no, put where, it? Where did she find it? Uh, either in the sink or the bathtub because... Like, <laughs> I, the sink I get. I'm well. I'm. I'm like. I. I'm. I'm germaphobic enough that like when I've used it, I'm like I want it to go somewhere so that I can clean it later. Yeah. But I'm also like I just came and I'm tired, so I want to do it tomorrow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so hundred percent. Either goes in the sink or it goes in the bathtub. Bathtub is just an interesting choice. Anyway, but I get that. Oh my god, that's so. Yeah. I mean, a good housekeeper is just like. <laughs> This does. I, I'm here to take care of your shit. This is one of your shit. Yep. And fine. <laughs> yeah. Possibly literally. Yeah. Depends on what you're doing. Uh. So that's it. That's it. A special thank you to Joe and Dallas for that disturbing, disturbing writing. <laughs> and thank you to Emma for reading the narration lines. <laughs> you are a champ and a sport, and we appreciate whomever you are. And thanks to. Brian Ramirez Kyle, one of the most prolific writers on metabods.com. Sure. Thanks for to Rose and Screwdrivers for helping me get through this episode. Oh God. I'm going to be hungover tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. Work, 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 work. Uh, uh, that's it. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Oh, wait. What? See you next week.
okay, he included boy pussy on purpose, <laughs> right? Because he knows that, okay. Bussy. He said bussy, and I can't get her to say bussy. <laughs> So sorry, Joe. <laughs> we tried to stay true to the earth, the source. Oh, interesting. 